Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 98. Michael, top of the morning. <laughs> this is more fun than Saturday morning cartoons. This is more, oh my God, I miss, I remember waking up so excited for Saturday morning cartoons. Do, are Saturday morning cartoons still a thing, or did they go the way of the buffalo? I don't know. For me, I, I don't know if I got into the classic Saturday morning cartoon. I just knew that if I woke up at a certain time, I would catch um, the animated Mega Man series. Do oh, you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only one I cared about because I played the game a lot. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I know. It, um, it was definitely one of those things to look forward to. Much less of those things these days, except, obviously... The show. The show is what I build the whole week around. Super happy to be doing this. Really excited. This is going to be a super, super fun show because um, I feel like we haven't done one of these episodes in a while. We're doing a um, like another list episode, right? That's how that's how it works. Like like the cartoons. Like the cart. You know, like the cartoons. It's it's a little nostalgic, and it's another <laughs> affordable vintage watches series. I think this. I wrote it down. This is our sixth. Our uh, this is the sixth part. Of the affordable vintage watch series um that we've done so really really cool so basically the way it works is i choose three watches mike chooses three watches and we choose we talk about these affordable vintage watches within a certain like um like segment so we've done affordable digital watches we've done affordable um, vintage divers uh how would you how would you frame <laughs> how would you frame the the, the 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 hook for this affordable vintage episode i think the hook here is affordable vintage watches that in some way incorporate precious metals or exotic um you know case and dial materials i love it i have three i have three really really fun ones and can i tell you something that i don't think anyone would have ever predicted about my picks what they're all russian watches Ah. i don't think anyone would have because the guys because you guys don't know because you guys know i don't know anything about russian watches i was i was not expecting that (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be really really cool it's been it's been a weird week for me so uh hold on what's up just put a, I actually just, really, I actually really wasn't. I, 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 I didn't know you'd do three Russian watches. I got three. That's I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I just, I just know. About, <laughs> I only know about three Rush, Rush, Russian. Mm, there it is, Banquo. I only know about three Russian watches, and luckily the three that I know about just happen to be relevant for this, so, for this episode. But it's been, a, it's been, it's been a pretty fun week. I'm still constantly listening to to, to Judas Priest. I mentioned that last week. Nice. Um, yeah. I was. Uh, we were texting. I was asking for Iron Maiden recommendations as well, and I realized something. So we, um, you're 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 obviously much more. You, you you've been, you've been playing guitar like more recently than I have. I have. I'm super super rusty, but I used to be super into guitar, and I'm still really into guitar driven stuff and everything like that. And listening to Jewish Priest and Iron Maiden and all this stuff, um, like as a first time listener, because this is the first time I've ever sat down and like listened to this stuff. I know. I'm. <laughs> it's just. It's very. Uh-huh. It's just very weird. Um, Michael, whatever happened? Whatever happened to 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 guitar dive bombs and like pinch harmonics? You remember that shit? You know, they they kind of came back in the Warp Tour scene. I'd say really? 2011 to 2015. Okay, I think it was a thing they were doing doing dive bombs. You got to set up the Floyd Rose so your guitar <laughs> doesn't go out of tune. I had I had an Ibanez RG with one of those fucking things. One of the most finicky fucking floating tremolo bullshits i've ever had to deal with i hated yeah. that shit by the time you change your strings all your practice time is over <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to school <laughs> that's it damn it man i fucking hate rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> 
that's so crazy. But so okay, so 2000 2015, yeah, I wasn't really listening to music back then. I just I was listening to the bands that I liked in high school. So 2015 2011, I wasn't. So band, so 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 dive bombs and pinch harmonics, they came back for a little while, and now and now they've also gone the way of the buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 dive bomb was replaced by the electronic dance music dubstep synth squealing yeah oh, that's what it is. yeah what i also whatever happened to reverb dude i want my guitar to sound like i'm playing in the fucking halls of valhalla not inside of like an, a vacuum sealed anus you know what i'm saying it's just it's just explosions in the sky the dudes are still doing it <laughs> that's so same cool. pedal they bought back in 96 fucking miss me some reverb man yeah i'm sorry getting very very distracted i've I've been listening to a lot of juice priest and playing elder scrolls 4 so i'm just like i've been in a very special place this whole week just slaying demons while just (laughs) while just rocking out dude that sounds like a lot of fun (laughs) it is is a lot lot of fun fun. actually but here um we we have to honor tradition we have very few traditions on this show um one of them as you just experienced is us getting very distracted the other one is us doing an audio wrist check. I think this will be a fun wrist check. I'm wearing a watch I haven't worn in a while. But do you want to go first, or should I go first? How do you how do you want to how do you want to do this? Who's showing who's first? I I can I can go first, but okay. I'll start with this. You mentioned that you are wearing a watch that you haven't worn in a while. Um, I feel like I haven't worn this thing in forever. What I'm wearing is there something about the season? You know, summer coming mm-hmm. to an end and feeling like you is is that a thing? You know, like. In relation to what, like, watch. Oh, I see you're missing you're a certain watch and you want to put it on. I don't know. Maybe that's why I, I'm not, I'm not sure why I decided to put this watch on, but it could be it because I mean, I mean, we, we don't have seasons here in Florida, but conceptually, I understand that season mm. changing should be happening soon. But is that possible? Why did that inform? Did that inform your watch choice? I, I feel like it. I, I I I just I walked outside and the air was so crisp and nice, and I was like, oh, I, I want I want to I want to snappy little watch and uh you dusted off the patek (laughs) you went the patek the patek has been put away okay i wasn't uh, sure because i know until until summertime because your wife has a key around her neck with one lock you have the key around your neck with the other lock and the only way you can get to the patek is if you both put your gold night keys at the same time and turn them and then you say the magic you say the magic word (laughs) goose rubba and uh, and then you can get your you can get your patek but you're not worried there also needs to be a a blood sacrifice oh yes something something has to die for you to get your (laughs) For you to get your protect, for you to, for you to get your PP on, something has to die. That's just what it is. Now this is the complete opposite. This is the this is the SKX uh, one seventy five. How cool is that? A, it just feels good, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. So you, it. This is a great watch. You described the feeling of putting on a watch like that, like the feeling of coming home. That's the feeling I get when I wear my Seiko Sumo. Is that sort of what you're experiencing right now with your SKX? Have you have you come home? Yeah, definitely. I, nice. I, I, I've said that before on the show. I think it was in reference specifically to one of the SRPs yep. that I used to own, the Turtle Reissues, which are still fantastic watches. I just can't make up my damn mind on which one I want. I, I will buy another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, they're, I, I remember when they first came out, there was a black one, a gold one, and a blue one. And that's it. And now I feel like there are fifty of them. Yeah, dude. Like there's a patty one. There's one that's green and yellow. Uh, anyway, yo, dog. We heard you like turtles. You know. <laughs> yeah. So with, and you know what? When you put when you put this SKX on, you kind of forget about all that stuff. Yeah. Um. You know. And um. This is this is also the watch <clears throat> that I did the the watch fast with. I remember. It's just so. 
it's so solid man and and on this uh this jubilee i've gone back and forth um on trying to make the decision um for whether or not i'd be going with one of those aftermarket z199 reproductions mm-hmm. i'm not going to do it i i okay I just, you, Ch- you changed your mind <laughs> yeah yeah i i i love this bracelet i i, I can't <clears throat> and it's just hilarious how many people just don't dig it you know and, and they immediately some people just take these bracelets and, and toss them actually so they're probably a bunch in a landfill somewhere you gotta own um, the you gotta own the jangle dude you gotta own the jangle dangle you know what i mean yeah yeah but um you know for for the uninitiated this is kind of uh seiko's calling card uh for just a solid you know dive watch it's got a pepsi bezel um 200 meter water resistance i think um so these these watches are about 42 millimeters and i've said this on the show that the omega speedmaster is the perfect execution of a 42 millimeter case yep i think i think this watch beats it in that regard wow <laughs> I think, you know i think it's this fighting even, words dude yeah these i think these proportions are even better than, than something like the Speedmaster, even though the Speedmaster is a great 42 millimeter case. I'm trying to be more conscious about sizing and what works for my wrist because I guess I was measuring my wrist wrong the whole time. I think my I think my wrist is skinnier than I thought it was. How, we should have an episode on wrist measuring. How do you how do you measure how do you measure your wrist, sir? You know, I think I think I did it with I think I did it wrong. I think I tried I did it with like a ruler and I snapped it or something. <laughs> It was not an accurate measurement, so I was like, "Yeah, you know, seven and a quarter." I, how'd you measure it? I took an extension cord wrapped around my wrist, called it a day. It's like, what is that? That's not how you you don't measure things with an extension cord, man. But I, I'm I, gonna walk into the dry cleaners here where they tailor my pants. Like, hey, can you measure my wrist? I need no, to put this to bed once and for all. Nothing weird. I just need you to touch my wrist with measuring tape. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this this watch is great, man. Uh, I mean, um. You know, it's it's a little tall. Really, it, it, it would be. You know, if if there's one if there's one kind of measurement I'd complain about, it is it is a little bit tall, but it's not okay. it's not top heavy, and even even though you put it on the bracelet, it's it's still balanced and it's not heavy on the wrist or anything. I I just I'm really excited to wear this thing. Um, what was I wearing throughout the week? I wore the CWC a lot, which I which I worry about when I wear. So when Friday came along, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this awesome Seiko on and not worry about anything." That's so cool. Did you hear that crash just now? Yeah, you okay? Yeah, yeah that was my cat knocking over a, a watch box that I was about to mail somewhere, and now I have to go open up the box again, un un uh, cut the tape, and make sure it's okay. Okay. Because she knocked that it off. sounds like a fun Saturday. She activity. knocked it off the shelf, so I guess this means uh, the only act of retribution I have left is to eat my cat. You're gonna get eat, sweetheart. <laughs> you better run. Come on, get out of here. Let's go. No. Okay, fine. Sit here. Um, it's fine. The, the watch is fine. Cool. So you, so so you, you are you are you were mentioning you want to do a watch fast? Did you want to talk about that now? Are you doing it with this watch or a different watch? I'm not gonna do it with this watch. Okay. Do I'm you gonna wa- do. I'm. I'm gonna do it with a different, different watch. But I'll let. I'll let you do your wrist check. Oh, I'm. I'm not wearing anything particularly special, which is what makes it particularly special. I'm. I'm. I've returned. I've come home. I've. I've come back to my Seiko SNK, 
80, I believe it 805, it's the green dial, 805, green dial. So very cool. Have it on a really, really fun Toxic NATO's 18 millimeter. He doesn't do 18 millimeters um, anymore, I don't think. He uh, mm -hmm. uh, tear from Toxic NATO's. He does, it's 20 and 20, uh, 20 and 22 millimeters. And then 23 millimeters also, um, which is really, really cool to offer that kind of in between size. Like, so I know there's a whole bunch of like random, you know, citizen and orients, and I think like JLCs and Omegas yeah. that are like. 23 millimeters so yeah super cool to see that but yeah um this one's 18 millimeters it's in that really cool kind of green color it has this really like uh, uh classic angled hardware and just works really really well with the sake of SNK. this was the first automatic i ever bought i'm always going to have a soft spot for this watch it's always going to be um a really fun wearing experience you know and it's just uh yeah it's just cool to have i'm, I'm i was thinking about i was thinking about this watch and then you know i was just thinking about like seiko and things like that and um so this watch, the Seiko Western K. So there's there 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 are Seiko watches that are made in Japan, and then the other part they make, other part of the world they make them is Malaysia, right? Yes, that's where this yeah. that's where these SNKs are made in Malaysia, right? Mm -hmm. So we were talking about possibly um, seeing if we could uh, pull some strings and go to Japan and visit the Seiko factory and all that blah 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 blah. Do you think we could ever visit the factory in Malaysia, or is that just not allowed? I don't know if that's allowed. We can't we can't see the 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 totally humane conditions in which everyone's happily working and making watches. They don't allow that. That that factory might be all machines. I'm I'm really not sure. That's a that's ass, a great actually. question. I've never I've never thought of that. I would love to go there. You know what I mean? That would that would be really really cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I come to think of it, I've never even researched what that place is. I think. I think you get you become so enchanted with the idea of seeing Seiko and Citizen in Japan, yeah, uh, you know, or near Tokyo or whatever. Um, but never, never in Malaysia. Yeah. I, I think there are all, there are a couple different places where they produce watches, but no, I've never. I'm not really sure. We should try and go. We should we should try and and demystify or or rather debunk the 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 image. Of like the sole like craftsman in Japan making something for ten or fifteen years, and I'm sure obviously that's a segment of it, but we can't ignore the other segment of Seiko watches, um, the underpaid, uh, questionably of working age individual pressing the button on the machine, <laughs> and not losing any digits whatsoever. I'm making so I'm, I'm making incredibly <laughs> rude accusations. I, I'm sure it's probably probably super fine over there in Malaysia. I just I, to your point, I've never had anyone talking about it, and I was looking at this watch recently. That's why I'm wearing it because I was just like, oh fuck, like. Like can can anyone just go there or like is it are we just not, do the do are we not allowed to see behind the curtain you know that, that's a good question I'm I'm not even sure how to you know if I search Seiko Malaysia I think it takes me to their only Malaysia authorized retailer I think that's what the search is pulling up okay I'm not really sure do uh do a Google map search within Malaysia. And only filter out, uh, only filter in locations. Maybe we can actually get like a physical address. It's getting weird now on air. We're, we're looking for the address of the Seiko yeah. uh, production line. But yeah, no, either way, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. But yeah, happy to wear this watch. I mean, they make so many. You want to talk about different versions of turtles? They make a fuck ton of versions of this watch. The Seiko SNK Eight Zero, whatever series. There's this one, the green one that I have. There's black. There's cream. There's blue. There's red. It's five, right? Five versions? I think so. You know what's funny about that watch? I've actually... I've seen that watch in the past three weeks 
I've seen it in the wild really? three times. The uh, uh, like the Seiko, well, like one of the Seiko SNKs, like like the, like different. The, I've seen three of the black ones. Interesting. I wonder why. Maybe maybe three be- three times in three weeks, and it's all at my new job. Maybe it's one of those things where if someone goes and they're like, oh, I just want to get like a simple black watch. I heard Seiko was good. Maybe if they go to Amazon and type in black Seiko, it pops up. Let's 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 do it right now in real time. Let's let's all let's all find out. Amazonian.com. Yeah, there was a there was a guy wearing uh the black one on a NATO. Mm-hmm. I saw him on on the bus and I got super excited. I was like, hey, be my friend. <laughs> That's a nice combo. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, no, Black Seiko does not bring up hmm. the SNK. Let me just type in Seiko. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, and I totally get it. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of those watches we talk about all the time that you see in every watch collector's collection, from like expensive watches to like more like affordable watches or whatever. I, I've never met someone that says. I hate this watch. I think everyone agrees it's a cool watch. If you do hate this watch, please let us know what's up. I need to know if, if there's dissenting opinion out there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I love mine. I just you know the the thing with these watches, mm. and and we can talk about this um, eventually. But when the time for servicing comes, it, it's it makes more sense to just throw it away. No, you know? I mean, would you ever? I don't feel the need to the only reason i'd ever get this thing serviced is about as if as if i guess the time accuracy was being impeded somehow but i don't rely on this watch to be accurate i rely on it to be badass you know what yeah. i mean it, in which case if it ever is so bad you know to to the point where it doesn't i don't know it loses like 12 minutes a day or something um you know just service it yourself. Have fun. At, le- at least, like, try and get like an experience out of it, right? You can you can try that, or you can just retire it. You know, yeah. Or you can you can just say, hey, you know, this thing has served me the way that it's supposed to, as best as it can for as long as it can, and you know, just keep it in keep it in the box. And, yeah. I don't know. Super cool. You know, part piece. part of collecting, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think there are people out there that might collect some older watches that don't necessarily work and aren't really worth it in terms of you know servicing <laughs> right right but it's still cool and by the time you know by the time our little snks get there i think they're gonna have so many cool memories tied to them that we'll keep them no matter what yeah and i don't see this thing needing service or, or, or being in a condition that would be serviceable for a long time you know so i don't know but we'll, we'll yeah we'll see yeah, there are unserviced 7S movements that are still running like 20 years later. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be totally, totally fine. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm wearing, and they just got me thinking about the <clears throat> assembly facility in, uh, in Malaysia. So, but yeah, no, ha- happy to wear it. I was going to wear a vintage watch for this episode, but I'm like, ah, you know, let's, 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 do, let's do a little Seiko at the, top of the, at the top of the show, and then we can get, get into all the vintage stuff. But, um, but that's what I'm wearing. I want to talk about this. You mentioned this. Ugh, fuck my eyes itchy. Does your eye ever like start itching and you like scratch it a little bit and then you can't stop scratching it? Does that what does that mean? Am I dying? Yeah, that's just the thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm dying or yeah, you've done that before because I asked you two questions, which was my fault. <laughs> I have done that before. I don't know if you're dying. Okay, good. Well, let's, so let's just itch my eye. You mentioned this um, before we jumped in air. You want to, you want to do a watch another watch fest or you're thinking about doing another watch fest? Yeah, I want to do another watch fest. I think I'm not going to reveal. Um, 
what I'm going to be doing the watch fast with. Okay. Until, can you, until Monday. Can you talk about maybe why you want to do another? Just, just to clarify, if you're, if you're a new listener or if you're not really sure what we're talking about the watch fast, the idea of the watch fast is something that Michael started and that we've been just basically kind of riding the wave on a while back. Basically, he uh, inadvertently wore his Seiko SNK175 for an entire month and uh, like halfway through that process we just started calling it a watch fast and so basically just wear the same month or is it wear the same month wear the same watch for uh 30 days straight or an entire calendar you know month from the first to the end of the month I mean that's basically the idea right that's the idea yeah and I'm I'm torn I'm torn right now so I kind of I'm at a point where I want to figure out if the price point of the watch has anything to do with long-term satisfaction um okay my initial answer is no um because i wore this this seiko for for a month and it's a pretty cheap watch right I think when i bought it it was maybe under 200 you know they, these things drop they drop on amazon uh considerably from time to time right um and not once did I feel, um, I don't know, self-conscious about that. Okay. Now <clears throat> it leads me. It leads me to wonder um, if I wear a, a more expensive watch for a longer period of time, would I feel would I feel bad about that in any kind of way? You know, uh, or will, will I enjoy it less than something cheaper? Because recently, for me. I've been putting away some of the pricier watches, you know, away for longer and gravitating towards, you know, stuff like the Seiko. I told you I was wearing that Citizen Promaster for all right for an extended period, at least for me. An extended period for me is like three days. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know. So I'm 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 just trying to figure out um, if price points have anything to do with long-term wear satisfaction what and i i know that some people mm-hmm. it sounds you know it sounds douchey but some people just like to wear something expensive right know? i don't i don't necessarily think that's part of the population of our audience and our listeners but some people just like that feeling and i get it i i some you want to wear something nice and you i don't know maybe maybe you accomplished something and you got yourself something pricier to to celebrate or whatever but um yeah i i, I want to see i want to see if that has anything to do with long-term wear satisfaction what do you think could be the correlation between the idea of wearing something expensive for an extended period of time kind of having a giving you a weird feeling like do you like is this the idea that something's expensive you should only wear it every now and then or does wearing it for a long time almost quote-unquote like cheapen it like mentally like what do you think is like the driver I with that. I don't think so. I I just think you know and and I'm just making this this kind of prediction. Uh, maybe maybe just for me personally, I have so much fun with watches that cost like under 500 bucks a lot of times. Shows shows called two broke watch knives, man. You know, and and like I I I do have a Doxa and I do have um you know, a Speedmaster, the the CWC, for example. Like, I guess I can value it at over a thousand. You also have the Patek. Also, I also have the Patek. Don't forget you know? my Patek, man. It's important. That's 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 in my uh, my safety deposit box in Hong Kong. You can only <laughs> use biometrics to get in. 
<laughs> full full um, full disclosure. The reason we went to Hong Kong was to make sure Michael's Patek was okay. That was I mean, yeah. and then we happened to go to the watch show. It's all good. Yeah. So you know, I'm just I'm just um, I'm just trying to figure out why why those watches are kind of hanging out in the box more more often than than not. You know, especially recently. You feel guilty um, wearing more expensive watches? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I, it's just, it, it, there's, I want to figure out why it's happening. I want to figure out why I get so excited putting something like this Seiko on. Um, and then when I put something on that's maybe a little price here, why am I just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this for a short period of time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then th- there, are, there are other watch fasts that I want to do. I, I also toyed with the idea of fasting with another version of this Seiko. Um <laughs> which i which i recently got in but um uh we don't have to talk about that today um and i i still i still sometimes um think about doing the ultimate watch fast which is don't do no it. watch for a month no don't even don't even don't even speak that on air <laughs> I, I, I still think it would be i think it would be a nice educational experience you would that, that that would be you going the full David Blaine, just doing things outside <laughs> of magic. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna live in a box for a week on Times Square and eat nothing but the rats <laughs> that crawl into my my my, my corrugated cardboard domicile. Hold on one second. Uh, what are you doing? Get out of here. Go. Rats. Rats. Oh my god. Do you, you hear the flurry <laughs> of, of, of of reindeer sleigh bells as they run away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what you what you end up choosing to um, to watch fast with. Um, I think people are going to enjoy it as well because it's been a while since we've done them. The last time we did one on air, I think I had done it last Christmas with my Orient Christmas Chrono. Yeah, it's been about a year, so a I year. think it's it's time. You okay. know, maybe come December you can do another one. Maybe and you, can... yeah, you broke it right for your uh, for your wedding. Yep. Oh man, that was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our 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 one year is quote unquote coming up. It's like two months away, but we're already like figuring out what we're going to do and everything like that. So maybe when you finish up yours, I'll do something too. I think that'll be fun. Our our two years coming up. Dude, what are we going to do for the two book Washington's two year anniversary? Should we, should we live stream ourselves having a very nice dinner somewhere on Disney property? Yeah, that still sounds great. I think you brought that up before, and it sounds fantastic. It sounds so just a quiet. But we just won't talk about watches at all. No, we'll just we'll just, we'll just talk about our feelings and like how work and then is people going. People will criticize us even more. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, come here for watch that you not watch you two, you know, court each other. You know, <laughs> now, dude, we can go over to Victoria and Alberts over in the Grand Floridian, probably the quote unquote nicest and most expensive restaurant here on property. It's like an eleven course menu there's a vegetarian version and um uh, um uh, a meat with a food with face version um can we can we pay them in seikos because that's all i have uh <laughs> maybe they might they might take seikos they might take seikos and my genuine leather belt it's real leather it's not like <laughs> i want to <laughs> i want to get a bill with you you know and just give the bill back with a Seiko folded <laughs> inside of the little black folder. <laughs> Can we also just put, like, on a post-it note on the crystal, keep the change? <laughs> keep the change. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, that's, a, that's a genuine Seiko turtle, my friend. All right. Easily cover the cost of my dinner, my friend's dinner. <laughs> I actually probably wouldn't. It's about $500 a person at that restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. 
They don't wow. fuck around over VNAs, man. It's, uh, it's a whole, other, whole other fucking ball game over there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, here. Uh, just give me one second. Out. Out, rats. Go. Run. God, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of cat activity. They're, they're, they knocked <laughs> over the box, and now all the bubble wrap is everywhere. So they love popping bubble wrap. So they keep coming in here, and I don't want them to choke on it. Because they, when, they, when they pop it, they don't do it adorably like stepping on it. They chew it with their, with their mouths. And so I don't want... I can't give a cat CPR. My dad gave my dog CPR once, but he's also a trained physician. I'm, not a, tra wow. I'm a trained asshole, so I don't know how the fuck to give a cat CPR. You know what I'm saying? And that dog had like a Pac-Man head. It didn't have like... So my dad was able to somehow... Because <laughs> it's an English bulldog. Or was it? It, 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 it? it was an English bulldog and they don't, know how to, they don't know how to swim. They know how to sink and not breathe. And so it fell into our pool. And my dad like just dove in there and just like just reclaimed this chunk of dog. And I just gave the fucking thing mouth to mouth. And then it was alive. Wow. Yeah, I can't do that. All right? I'm literally having a Twix bar for breakfast right now as we talk. So I'm not really qualified to give my fucking cats mouth to mouth so here we're gonna be very distracted but yeah i um what are we talking about talking about watches yeah we were talking we were talking about the watch fast yes. finally and uh yeah. i so i guess there are a few different ways um that i can go so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start on monday i just think i'm not ready to reveal so the you mean the day this episode airs yeah october 1st October 1st. Are you doing a Halloween watch fast? Oh, I'm so excited. It's perfect. It starts on a Monday, starts on the 1st, 31 day month. I think it's a good time. Cool. I'm, I'm into it, man. Super. And then I'll figure out something to do as well. But, um, and October is also my birthday month. So I'll, oh, that's so fasting, cool. Ah, oh, that's right. A, a watch during my birthday. That'll be cool. P be better pick a watch you like. Don't be like yeah. me and try to do it with the, um, although, uh, I tried watch fast in the first time with the Casio MDV-106, or as I recently learned, it's been called the Casio Duro. I have no idea why it's called the Casio Duro. Um, it's now the Casio Bill Gates. That's you right. That? Yeah, yeah, you sent me a picture. So we can officially, can we officially call it the Bill Gates watch? Or at least the Bill Gates in front of people watch? I'm sure he has like a, a bathtub just full, just full of like Pateks and shit that he just like bathes in when no one's looking. The Bill Gates Casio. We'll follow the same naming, naming convention as the Paul Newman Daytona. The Bill Gates Casio. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, I'll figure out. Uh, I'll figure out what to do my watch fast with. But um, let me see here. Is there any other uh, watch news or housekeeping items we want to get to before we jump into the main topic? Yeah. Well, um, we had some stuff go up on the site um, yes. this week. You did a citizen. Uh, those two. Uh, write up on those two citizens, right? Yeah, it's actually I actually think it's five or six different citizens. Oh, wow! So um, quietly, kind of without telling anyone, and it was the beginning of this month when they did this. Uh, Citizen, it's not so much a re-release, but kind of a reinterpretation of a watch that is sort of like Citizen's SKX 007. And it's the NY0040. Oh, these things dash, are so cool. Dash XXX. They make different versions and the, the suffix will change. Um, but, you know, the 0040, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, basically like the black dial is uh, kind of kind of just like, a, like an SKX, but with a different look. It's got a left... 
like a left side crown over at um, eight o'clock mm-hmm. uh, automatic movement. Um, I think actually it wears a little smaller than an SKX. So that's why people uh, really dig them. And it, they just, they always had a cool, a cool look to me. There's like a, the broad arrow. So almost I was going like to, I have two questions. Is that a, is that a red broad arrow? On, on the one that I want. Yeah. Actually it looks like all of these have the red, uh, why red version of like a broad arrow you know i i actually don't know i don't know what that means for citizen i mean for you know like military watches right we, we see that a lot i actually don't know the history of that marking in this context um yeah, yeah it's, it's on there and i think it looks particularly cool it's very cool my other question is is there a fucking puffer fish on the case back of this watch yeah yeah there's Sold. um you say no more. I'm buying this watch. It's got a fucking puffer fish on it for some reason, right? There's there's a puffer fish, and so the marketing materials were kind of weird. <laughs> they they were, try- and I didn't write about this in the article because it's just I'm not going to drone on about this when people just want to figure out, you know, what the watches are like. Right. But apparently, apparently the Italian Navy also got their hands on a few of these. It was for like a year or something. Okay. So it was a short period of time, um, you know, when you're talking about military-issued equipment. So they were trying to push some kind of Navy, Italian Navy connection. Marie, I, th- I even think Marina Militaire was used. And I'm like, guys, you've got to stop doing that, citizen. And I think the puffer fish was some kind of related symbol. To, to that but yeah really? there's yeah there's there's a puffer fish back there it, the, the case back looks pretty cool it's a uh, it's nice uh, nice detail to the fish and you got limited edition i don't know if there's a number i got a shot of the case back here it's i i think it just says limited edition but it's not really numbered and i don't see a number it's funny because i would connote the puffer fish more with something japanese than italian or something that is not really brave or fierce <laughs> but recoils in self-defense Dude, as soon as you get on my nerve oh man i'm going all out man you know what i mean but i i, I well this is something that we've seen citizen do a lot with the whole like trying to i don't know japanese <sighs> brands not just citizen but japanese brands will use you know They'll start using words like autorology. They're trying. They're trying to look European, and it's a little we're, annoying. We're spell caliber like the French way. Caliber. You know? <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> it's okay to be a Japanese watch brand. If anything, that's yes. badass. You know what I mean? Let's just just own it, man. So yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that this has this. They tried doing some kind of tenuous conflation with the uh, Italian fucking Italian, Italian Navy. So so odd. But yeah, these things are really cool. I'm looking... Doo, doo, doo. Are these automatics? These have uh, Miotas in here? These are all automatics. Wow. They have the Miota... What is it? I think you said 8200 series. Yes. Which is so odd. You think the they have 82, the... 8203, I believe, is what's in here. Surprised, automatic. Uh, I don't think that... that uh, I, I don't. Th- I think this one hand winds but doesn't hack. Is that what it is with the eighty two hundred? I believe with the eighty twos that is the case. Yes, I'm just. I'm surprised they didn't use the, any of them. The nine series in here, maybe to keep the cost down. I think you keep the cost down. Um, you know they probably have a you know ton of them, 
Um, so for, for these, you basically have uh, a nice little assortment. You have one that's like a black dial with a yeah. red and blue Pepsi bezel. I believe there's an all-black version. There's a, a version with just a blue bezel. My favorite is the one with a black bezel and a fully loomed dial. Oh, oh shit. Is that what that is? That's so cool. <laughs> it's a fully loomed dial. Uh, when you compare these with the... Um, the previous one, the NY004, you can see that the markers are different. Those had these um, these sort of round uh, kind of little dots for the hours. And these have these big old trapezoid things. And mm. I think the hands are a little bit different. Um, you know, all of these have a black, an all blacked out day and date disc. Yeah. <clears throat> so that looks really nice on all of these. Um, and they all come with the very cool um, no deco like rubber strap, which is the same one that came on the Citizen that <clears throat> you gave me. Just a nice look. You know what I'm really I'm, is this bronze? Is this one bronze and green? What is that? Yeah. So apparently there are or brass. Who knows? You know, it's difficult to say, but they made. <clears throat> limited versions of a limited edition for singapore thailand and malaysia and they're not very clear because they say that each of these are limited to a thousand pieces wow. but then they also say that the ones specific to those markets are limited to 500 pieces um so we'll find out more as as time goes by but yeah those those bronze cased ones, I, I believe, are the limited or one of the limited editions for um, that might be for Singapore. Dude, that's the one that I want. That one's so it, it looks really nice. It looks bronze really with the cool. oh, I think the only one with the green bezel looks really, really cool. Yeah, that looks like it. Dude, that, 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 that's the one I gotta try and find. That's so cool. Yeah, wow. And these are priced around, I think you wrote it here. 300 ish 300 usd 330 yes USD? 330 it seems yeah so pretty pretty good deal if you ask me good job good job citizen stop trying to be european keep doing cool stuff right yeah i, I agree think, i think that's the headline there's just, there's enough there's yeah there's ah oh citizen some of the photos actually um show the watches on natos so i'm not sure if they're just doing that to be flashy in the press photos but um, oh, you're right. Yeah, they I haven't. Had, I haven't seen where to purchase them yet, but maybe they include a some kind of nylon strap. That would be really cool. This thing, this the bronze one and the and the hero image here it looks really cool. And this, like, I guess it's like a a, a regimental dial color yeah, color yeah. variation. That looks really. And that's got cool. like a chocolate brown dial. Oh, is the dial brown? I thought it was like weird. Like like like. Oh, you're right. It's totally a brown dial. It what? looks brown. Yeah. That's so we'll cool. see. We'll see as time goes on and people start getting them. I'm sure because people hunt for the uh, the other one. It's just it's difficult to get in the states. I mean, you, it's not it's not like an SKX that you can buy off Amazon. Or right. Even if you look on eBay, they're always being sold out of Italy a lot for some reason. Um, because all the Navy used them. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just 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 making it up. Yeah, maybe maybe we're super wrong. Maybe we're super wrong, and 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 there is a strong tie to the Italian Navy. Um, if if you guys know more than we do, definitely let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's super super cool. Um, really excited to see that go up. 
looking at the time, you want to talk about affordable vintage watches? Yeah, I'm excited to start. <laughs> you wanna you wanna get us on our way? Yeah, I'll I'll go first. So um, so if you know anything uh, about Russian watches, the whole idea, and I mentioned this before on the show, you know, Russian the Russian watch industry wasn't an industry until um, uh, communism was a thing. Um, the, the start of the Soviet Union, you know, um, there were there were Russian watches in Russia before, but they were small production. They were usually for, um, you know, rich people like uh, like higher classes, and they were usually something you know, a lot of Swiss brands would have like workshops and things like that in you know, Petersburg and crap like that. Um, so the idea of the Russian watch didn't become a thing until communism happened, and the way the Russian watches grew was very much um, incongruent with communism in that you know um, everyone. Everyone has the has a, the ability to get this one thing, so everyone can have a watch. So watches are affordable. There's a watch for specific types of people and their occupations, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. So if you're familiar with that, it might be a little weird to know that there were watches in in, in Soviet Russia that were that used precious materials, because the idea is just incredibly almost antithetical to what they were trying to do with their industrialization and what um, products they were creating. The idea of putting something flashy or superfluous, quote-unquote, on a watch was just, was just was not functional, so it's, it's, it's weird, but uh, it, it happened. Um, the, what's interesting is the um, gold plating was was a thing. I think I think they started doing the whole gold plating thing in like the 50s and 60s, and I think they were trying to do it to compete with European markets at the time. You know what I mean? So there are actually gold plated um, Russian watches out there. I didn't want to draw attention specifically to a brand, but I think it's really fun to just explore what's out there. So. Um, Different brands that did do it though, uh, Slava did them, uh, Poljot did them, uh, I think Pobeda might have done them, but I think but, but Poljot is the one I think that did most of them. Um, if you go to eBay and you type in uh, like Poljot AU10, you'll see a bunch of listings. Let's see, Poljot AU10. So the AU10, this is the Ooh, really, really important like part. This. AU10 is the code that they use to um, let you know two things that this watch was gold plated and um, the, th the thickness or the thinness of the plating so 10 refers to 10 microns there's also AU20 which is 20 microns but I just focus on AU10 because I don't know why um, I think AU is I think like the element name for gold or some shit AU yeah. right yeah it's the chemical symbol yeah that's what it is so what's really really cool is it's a bit of a hunt to figure out if something's authentically a U10 gold-plated uh, Russian watch because there's a little little stamp that they put either um, back in the like like in like between the lugs where the strap covers, or mm -hmm. sometimes on the back on the lugs, so not on the case back, but actually on the gold like case material itself so oh, yeah. if you if you typed in Poljot AU10 look at the second listing there it says Poljot 17 Julius 2609 gold plate it's a red dial um, with Arabic numerals let's see a oh um yeah okay so if you go to one two three four five six seven eight nine if you go to the ninth image and zoom in between the lugs there, you'll see the AU10. <laughs> it's a little, the little fucking stamp. Oh, I see it. And it's almost where Rolex puts their, their like references. Is that, is that, is that how it works? Maybe that's where they got it from. Who knows? So, 
Yeah. So if you are going to go and look for one of these watches, you got to find that stamp. If you don't find that stamp, it's probably not authentic or maybe they refinish the case to make it look more shiny quote unquote and then by doing so in my opinion ruined the watch you know but um if you're looking for a gold-plated watch that was fun that had some really like interesting talking points that had really cool you know soviet watch history if you're a soviet watch collector like i am definitely go and just look around what's out there but make sure you do that investigating like like investig investigating work like look for the au 10 stamp either back of the lugs like or, or like between the lugs or on the back like at the lug it's really really a lot of fun to just go and do that in terms of a price point what you're looking at is i mean usually they float uh give or take like 10 or 20 um, around 100 bucks so anywhere between like 80 and like 120 bucks which is more expensive than you would normally pay for um like a russian watch you know from like just in, in like the normal experience but i think obviously it's because you know a lot of these brands they know you know the gold-plated AU10 thing, blah blah blah, might fetch more of a price. What I would challenge you to do also is, and this is how you can really find good deals, is look through Russian watch listings that don't even acknowledge the gold-plated AU10 thing, but then look for the AU10 stamp on the watch. That's how you can possibly save money because some people either don't really think there's value in doing that, or they don't realize they're selling something that yeah. has that authentic kind of. Um, gold plating which is just so wishes for me it's just so weird with everything that well, those i know are, those are the best listings where they literally don't know what they have they don't know what they have almost almost how you found your your big zero the the guy i think the guy knew what he had he just didn't know english uh <laughs> he listed the raketa big zero as raketa big numerals so <laughs> google translate <laughs> yeah it must have maybe it was like a google trailer so like um you know at the time everyone's like googling big zero and they're seeing all these but i was just on i just typed in raketa to ebay and i was just clicking on pages just looking at all the listings and i saw big zero and i'm like what the fuck but the listing said big numerals and nowhere on that did he write raketa big zero so ebay's aggregate algorithm system didn't know to file that listing in with all the other big zero listings it was just filing it under raketa so i was able to get a pretty good deal like that so i would challenge folks to do that there are some really really um fun versions out there they uh they end up getting like a really really fun you know obviously gold plating kind of luster to it and it's also just really cool to have that um that little au stamp so if you're building a really fun niche soviet watch collection i would challenge you to go and uh you know do that and you could be anywhere you know you can for like a hundred bucks i think i think there might even be gold-plated versions of the poljot signal the poljot alarm uh complication i could be wrong but that could be kind of like a fun feather in the cap for your soviet watch collection you know i nice. so i have i have i have the story i tell multiple times um about me buying a slava that looks totally fine everything was perfect and then i get it here yeah. and yeah i moved the hands and it, it completely exploded the the hands fell off the dial buckled that was an au10 <laughs> oh <laughs> that's funny go play to watch so always exercise caution i technically have one of these in my collection but it's it's in it's in bits and pieces um that's a nice memory watch it's a nice memory watch <laughs> to know that the internet never has your best interest in <laughs> does it still have a strap maybe you can wear it like some guys are wearing watches that don't work anymore 
Maybe. Just wear it. Maybe. I, that can be your. That can be a watch fast. Wear a watch for a month that doesn't work. Oh my god! A broken, a broken <laughs> Soviet watch. I, 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 I've, I, I parted the, the thing out to get the two four one four movement out of there. Uh, I have okay, to, okay. I'll have to. I'll, I could just wear the watch case with the dial like taped into it. <laughs> there you go. It's a big, just a, just a, a thick flat piece of tape just across the dial. Like, oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, it's a load bearing, load bearing tape. <laughs> Load-bearing adhesive strip of celluloid and, and shit or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck tape made out of. But, but yeah, these AU-10 um, pieces, they're really, really a lot of fun. Not drawing attention to a specific um, model, but it is something really cool. The other really cool thing is, I think there were actually solid... Oh, I could totally be wrong. Solid gold pole jots that were made... But they had completely different stampings. Um, Five eight three. It's so they had they had the first uh, uh, first Moscow Watch Factory stamp. So it looks like a one, a four, an M and a, an M and a W in a diamond shape, and it has the numbers five eight three or five eight five. I haven't done too much research into those because I have no interest in purchasing a solid gold fucking watch. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, yeah. I don't know why, but. That is a very specific segment of Russian watches, and I've only heard of Poljot doing it, and um, I think they might have done it with, um, I think, the 3133 chronograph, because now in the modern, and also when I say modern iteration of Poljot, at anything after the fall of the Soviet Union, so 1991, 1992, Poljot started doing precious metal chronographs, so there's, um, they, you know, there's, there's a silver 3133 um, you know all that, all that, all that kind of stuff that's out there. Uh, so those are definitely cool, but they are modern. And Poljot's manufacturing has totally changed. You know, after the fall, so for about four years they did, they just sat empty, and then a bunch of um, uh, German and Russian business interests purchased the company. Then it bounced all over the place, and now I think it's partly in Germany and everything like that. So, but if you're talking about Soviet watches, um, AU10, AU20 designates gold plating either 10 micron plating or 20 micron plating or you could look for something solid gold if you want i off but the thing is i don't know anything about that to offer a, a, a fair price point but you would want to look for the first moscow watch factory stamp and the number 583 or 585 in the same place this au 10 stamp would be so just thought that would be kind of fun for people to know in case in case you thought there was a segment of watches that russia didn't try and cater to here we are you know very cool. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I really like these uh, these little pole jots that I'm pulling up now. Yeah, yeah. Just as long as you see the stamp, you know it's authentic. And if and if a lot of the times they don't know to photograph the stamp, just reach reach out to the seller and say, hey, is there any way for me to get a photograph of the AU stamp? You know what I mean? And every except one, and I'll actually talk about this person. Every Russian watch um, seller I've I've talked to on eBay has been has been pretty cool. I don't count Barabbas. <laughs> Because Brabus was out of the UK, and he happened to be selling a watch, so I don't call him a Russian watch seller. But Russian watch sellers based in, you know, former Soviet countries, things like that. Except, except one that I'll mention. You know, they've all I've all had pretty great experiences talking to them. And for for reference, I'm seeing prices ranging between like thirty bucks to seventy bucks, eighty five. Oh, cool. Yeah, anything, any, but just, you know, if it's something that's on the lower price point, just make sure you can see that AU stamp. That's that's the really big yeah. thing. If you can see the AU stamp, that's awesome. Then you're then you're gold, you know? Cool. Yeah, cool. but yeah, that's that's my first piece. That would be fun to kind of just open up with something like that. Um, what about you? What did you choose for the, the precious metal, exotic material, um, affordable vintage watch episode? 
So the first thing that I thought of when we agreed on on this topic was the idea of finding grandpa's watch. Oh, cool. So just (laughs) like, you know, a watch that you find in your grandpa's drawer after a while. And, um, you know, for me, a brand that, um, that I see that happen a lot with is actually Omega. And Mm. I knew about watches like, um, so what I'll bring up first is kind of two models in in one little segment. And, um, we all know about the Seamaster DeVille. Um, and just in the same way that you can still, that's the Madman watch, right? The DeVille? Huh? That's the Madman watch, right? The the watch they all wore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It actually got, got really popular you know, on forums and eBay and little marketplaces when that show was really taken off or whatever, uh, people wrote wrote articles about it. And, um, but it's, uh, those watches are still available for under a grand and, uh, kind of a little mini segment of that watch population can be had, you know, with gold plating. So I'm not, I'm not a Seamaster DeVille expert, in any sense um i'm actually i'm not good with vintage watches at all i just know that if you um if you were looking for something under a grand uh that has um you know that sort of gold plated look you also see some that say gold filled um what does that mean yeah so i'm not a i'm not a gold expert (laughs) but there's there's apparently a difference between, um, you know, electroplated or dipped, you know, gold, okay. which is like the plating process. And there's also gold filled, which is um, the case material or the jewelry mater- material is made in, in like three different layers where they okay. mix in gold with jeweler's brass. Um, so a lot of times when you're looking for vintage gold watches you'll see those two different terms gold filled and gold plated um so traditionally i think it's more common in watches to see gold plated um and and that's what you'll see with these um seamaster devilles right um also you can look into the constellation line you can find there's one that i pulled up here that's actually being offered for 899 you can probably offer less and this is cool because it's not a fully gold case, but it has a fluted, um, it has a fluted 18 karat white gold bezel. How cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you're, you know that you're wearing something with a little bit of gold, a little bit of flair. The fluting adds that kind of, you know, dynamic look to the, to the watch, um, and it's still very, very classic. And th- w- this one specifically has a, a linen dial. Um, so I, I would I would say that if you want to get into something Swiss that you can still find for under a grand with a little bit of gold in it, <laughs> um, you can you can check out those two, the Omega Constellation and the the ton, ton of Seamaster DeVilles. Now with the Seamaster DeVilles, I would recommend finding um, kind of one or two sellers that specialize in in that type of watch. And yeah. there's a guy on Reddit. I was going to say. I forget his name. I, I, I forget his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. 
But anyways, if you if you really if you really get in the weeds with the the Deville line, the the vintage ones, you're gonna find, you know, the one or two guys that just sell these things by the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I'm just, you know, I I kind of I kind of half-assed it looking for these, uh, because I I thought I was gonna pull up a ton of them that were, and you do see some that get into the close to 2000 range but i'm just i'm so surprised that you can find you can still find these and this constellation this thing looks like a two thousand dollar watch easily wow um and it's not it's not dainty it's not a it's a chunky it's a chunky looking looking watch for 36 millimeters it, it, it looks like it would wear bigger um so that would be my first pick to to find something in the constellation uh, the 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 older constellation line or the um seamaster deville line you get a nice dressy look um and whether you're looking for steel or something with gold there's a ton to find you know sub one thousand dollar that's so cool that thing's pretty badass actually yeah i'm trying to remember that guy's name yeah i don't remember i can't remember if we dig it up we'll throw it in the uh we'll throw it in the show notes yeah but he was he was he was solid. Is he the one that you bought your? I bought my Seamaster thirty from someone who had bought it from him. Oh, okay. There so it's go. like two degrees or whatever, one degree of um of, of separation from uh, from homeboy over there. But uh, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm I'm I just can't remember his name. That thing is super cool though. You know. Yeah. So what's your what's your number two? Let's see here. So this is one that I think we've talked about. I think you and I have talked about off air. I might have mentioned it on air. So um, the second piece I want to talk about uh, for the you know precious metal exotic material affordable vintage watch episode. It's from it's from Raketa. Um, I might have mentioned this on air. So in terms of in quote unquote industrial or factory history uh, within Russia, Raketa I think is the old is technically the oldest factory in Russia. Um, in the 1700s in St. Petersburg, they were working with precious gems and jewels and things like that. So they were making statues and all kinds of bullshit or whatever. And that's what they were doing. It was mainly just um, artistic, you know, like 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 craftsmanship and stuff like that. And then slowly as things started to um, you know, uh, become more modern, as things started modernizing, uh, Raketa had shifted from doing that type of work. I think in the middle, obviously during you know the, the couple wars that happened, the small couple couple small backyard skirmishes in the early 1900s. Couple, <laughs> just the two. <clears throat> during those times, they switched from doing um, you know obviously obviously also the, the the communism affected this as well. They weren't doing decorative statues and shit like that anymore. They switched from using their knowledge of jewel crafting to making um, jewel bearings for precision uh, instruments. So. Um, for timekeeping instruments and anything that needed like a like a like a self-lubricated jewel bearing like a jewel uh you know uh, like that kind of thing you know for gears and shit like that mm-hmm. um they were making in uh in in st petersburg and uh and the and the the petro Voretz factory i think i'm probably saying that wrong but it's, it's i'm just gonna call it raketa just because it's easy for me to say raketa <laughs> and then in about the I think 50s or 60s. I should know this, but I can't remember the top. 50s, 50s or 60s, they started just making watches. They just started making their own watches in in fucking Raketa. Well, no, I remember now. The Nazis burned it down in World War II. Then they rebuilt it, and then they started making watches. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? As a day of work, guys, you're at work, uh, and then all of a sudden you're 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 working on stuff. Uh, you're making jewels for precision instruments, and then the next minute you're fighting Nazis. Because that's basically what happened. 
my understanding is that uh, the, the factory workers were defending the the factory from invasion. Obviously, they lost in the siege of uh, Petersburg, Saint Petersburg, or Stalingrad uh, or Petersburg. I'm 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 all, I'm all confused with history, but Rakuta was burned down. They rebuilt it uh, and they started making watches and. They were doing that, and then throughout the history of them making watches, hold on one second. Rats, out, out, out. <laughs> Sorry. I knew, I knew it got too quiet around there. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're wearing collars, I can hear you. I'm lucky you're wearing collars. Um, throughout Raketa's entire watchmaking history, they've always wanted to pay homage to their 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 past as gem you know gem fashioners like really just being the the go-to people in russia for really fine stonework paying homage to that paying homage to the fact that one of the oldest factories in russia and so every now and then they would put out a watch with a gem precious stone uh dial and so one of the I think ones i remember uh, these yeah there, so there's one really incredibly famous example, which um, is one of my grill watches. I might have mentioned. Uh, I'm never gonna find it. I don't. I just think it's impossible for me to find it. Um, it's 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 a raketa made entirely out of I think nephrite or um, another version of jade, and mm -hmm. so it has that really cool jade. So the bracelet, the case, the dial, it's all jade. Ugly. Ugliest sin. But I really, really want that watch. Very rare. Never going to get it. But a more, um, a more accessible version. If you go to eBay and type in Raketa Stone Dial, you're going to see a bunch of these square watches. Um, they're they are gold plated. So I, I might have misspoke earlier. These are gold plated AU20, and the dials are made out of jasper. For the most part, they're red, and it looks like they're made out of jasper. Also, incredibly ugly, right? <laughs> You're looking at them, right? But beautiful in their own way. They're quirky. I think if you want to collect something that, um, if you want to get in on this exotic material game and you want to keep your Russian watch collection collection strong, but you still want to get something quirky and not something that is like a regular three-hander with a dial made out of metal and it happens to have a gold case, you could look at these because these check off both those boxes. Um, these are supposed to be AU20. Uh, gold-plated, and they have these stone jasper dials. It's uh, square. It has um, like a Reese's peanut butter-looking cup uh, crown. Very simple gold hands. I think for a long time people thought these were ladies' watches, but there's no indication that these are ladies' watches. So most mm. likely, you know, dudes, dudes wore these. But like every single link is made of this stone. It's I believe it's jasper. Okay. You know, and this 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 is the one. This is the version that they that they did make. Um, my understanding is a lot of, and so you'll find different degrees of uh, condition. Um, very similar. You'll see these around a hundred bucks. Some are closer to one fifty. I'm looking at one right now for fifty five dollars. The hands look a little off, so it might be actually. There's a I think there's a big crack going down the dial. So mm. someone might have been trying to like service it or recase it, and the the, the dial just broke. I don't know. <laughs> 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 who, who knows? But um, these are really, really a lot of fun. It's uh, what I wanted to say also is, um, you might end up down the same path that I went down when I discovered that entirely jade raketa. You might get down the path of precious stone raketas. They are out there. There's a lot of really incredibly beautiful examples of. Um, precious stone raquettas out there but I need to caution you there's one eBay seller in particular 
And he's also like a like a moderately known uh, Russian watch collector. He's making, uh, in my opinion, he's making fake versions of these. I'm not going to say his exact name on here. If someone's curious, they can DM me, or if you right. see one of these listings, you can you can hit me up and ask me, oh, is this the guy? But basically, um, he makes, and yeah, the thing is, he's smart because I think he's specifically targeting Russian watch collectors because his lies have enough truth in them for you to believe it. <laughs> Seriously, like enough truth that only Russians so like so. Uh, uh, um, I was going through and I found a precious stone dial, um, Riketa Big Zero, and I'm like, no way, this is too good to be true. And so I, I found the seller, recognized the seller's name because I know him from Russian watch collecting, and I'm like, oh shit, that's this guy. Like I can I can trust this guy. He's a Russian watch collector. And so, looking at his store, and there's like five different precious gem versions. There's like smoky sapphire and like jade and like all these different big zeros now. I'm like, oh my, oh my, oh my oats! I've hit the fucking mother load. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was charging like a hundred bucks a piece, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to ask him the story. Like, how you got these? And so I DM'd him. Like, I'm like, hey dude, I have a question about these. These are incredible. You know, how did you get them? And the guy was like, oh, you know, I live right next to Petersburg, and during the fall, one of the factory workers. You know, they laid him off, and he didn't, and they didn't pay him. But he had a big box of these stone dialed. Oh God, uh, Raketa, right? There's enough truth in there with a little bit of bullshit where you'll ignore the chunks of shit in your cereal if the oh, cereal is still 95% good. He's, he's got these, <laughs> got the, he's got this. He had these box of Raketas, and so every now and then when he's looking for a little more cash, he'll he'll sell them to me, and I'm just like, okay, you think that happened? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if you got laid <clears throat> off and you stole, if you were caught stealing a box of anything from the Soviet Union at the time, I don't know. Well, the, I mean, well, when I say laid off, I meant the government collapsed. Oh, so gotcha. it's conceivable that you could just walk out with a box of stuff while, you know, <laughs> your government is collapsing around you. Like when Mars music <clears throat> went under, people would just... <laughs> Putting less paws in, in like squire gig bags and walking out. <laughs> Wild West, man. But um, and so that was a story. Well, the thing is, because it's also very similar to what happened with Vostok during the fall of the USSR. Um, Vostok just started selling shares of the company to um its vendors, its contractors, a lot of which were like Lithuanian um, um manufacturers and things like that. And that's the 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 beginning and. My understanding, and I know I, I think some people have kind of said otherwise, but my understanding and everything I've done in my research, that's the beginning of, of Vostok Europe, is because they're based, I think they're based out of Lithuania, and it was because they were given all these shares for the Vostok factory, but what happened after that is they still had to make their money, and so they just went on the streets and sold boxes of Vostoks they had when, you know, the fall happened. So there's enough truth in this guy talking about Raketa, this one guy, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, So, but like... Do you talk to him all the time? Does he just have like a vault? Like, like, do it, are they buried like Krugerins in his backyard? Like, like, how does this work? He's like, oh, you know, whenever he just needs money, he just sells me some, oh, and then okay. I sell them to people on eBay. And so I'm looking at the watch, and I was so in love with the idea of getting one of these watches, I forgot my own advice. I forgot some of the basic rules in spotting fake Raketa Big Zeros, and one of the ones is applied numerals. These were mm. painted on shittily. <laughs> but you can, but you can't tell because the because the stone has this like visual texture in it. But when you really go and look in, you can see like very fuzzy, almost like 
like splatter lines like someone really shittily used a stencil and so i asked huh. him i'm like i'm like hey i was really zooming in and it looks like a lot of these um dials are painted you know i know for a fact that Riquetta was using very thin applied uh, markers for these big zeros at the time you know can you ask your guy or let me know if they painted these because other stone um examples i've seen also you know didn't look like this and so i asked him for for clarification never responded I asked him again, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, whenever he wants to, whenever when he wants to make money, he just sells me these watches, so if you want, you can make me an offer, and I'm just like, dude, that's not what I'm asking you, I'm asking you about these fucking markers, <laughs> never responded, so I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna buy them, because I'm assuming you fucking make them in your bathtub, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're probably just buying a bunch of, like, really just, like, random big zero cases, and you're just fucking making these things, because they're all also super clean, which you would think feeds into the idea of them just coming off the factory line you know, the sky just sell you know what i'm saying but more more I, I i my opinion they're fake so if you come across those don't buy them don't give that guy your fucking money uh, if, if you see one and you're curious if you're seeing the one that i'm talking about hit me up i'll let you know if you're right i don't want to i don't want to start shit here on air so i don't want to say his name but that was just like so infuriating i'm like dude like you could be you you're like really fucking people over because this is there's just enough truth like random niche Soviet watch knowledge in there for someone like me to almost have fucking believed you and given you a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? So do keep an eye out for that. But otherwise have a great time just looking at these stone dial raquettas. There's a lot of really fun ones out there. And um obviously if you have any questions, let me know what's up. But here I talked way too much about that. Don't worry, my last piece is very, very short. But I want you to go, what what's your your second pick, right? My second pick. Yeah, I talked for so long. I'm so sorry. I'm really excited about it because it kind of it kind of blends this affordable vintage episode with another affordable vintage episode that we did. Oh, okay. Now this is. I'm not sure if it's gold filled or gold plated. It's probably plated. Um, it's listed as gold tone, and it's an it's an analog digital watch. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's from Seiko, and it's $52. This, oh, this my God. Well, I have. Is it? Okay. What is it called? So this watch seems to be a distant cousin of the Seiko Arnie, which is the Seiko H558-5009. Right. And that's, that's a watch that's becoming really, really... I mean, it, it's always been popular, Um you know, for Seiko collectors, but the prices I think recently have really started to skyrocket. Okay. Um, by the way, you know, I, he was wearing one in kindergarten cop as well. Really? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so this watch is the Seiko H461-5009. If you pull up um, a Google image search, you'll you'll see some examples. Oh my god, this is incredible. I'm looking at it right now. So it's got a, you know, I, I'm actually not sure about the set of features that it has, but it looks like it has a set of um, chronograph pushers. So yeah, you have the... I see some pushers, yeah. Yeah, you have uh, you have a chronograph, um, probably a couple different settings for the uh, little screen down there. There's a mode button on the left-hand side, set light, set lock. There's a yeah. light on this? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a light. Oh, it's so metal. Yeah, and this one's this one's really nice. It's actually very very dressy. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking kind of like uh, 
you know, Roger Moore era James Bond, you know. He, yeah, I can see he that. wore some he wore some digital Seikos, not this one specifically. But what really caught my eye here for 52 bucks, um that bracelet looks so gosh darn comfy. I was going to say this bracelet looks really really cool. Like this is um, almost um, this is almost less of a watch and more like a piece of men's jewelry. Yeah. You know? But it's still to us today as kind of watch nerds, it's it's retro enough and interesting enough that we would just wear like a cool watch. But I think I think these things back in the day were being marketed as or at least Seiko was probably trying to market them as some kind of some kind of men's accessory that also communicated status. <laughs> Even so though I, I, it's I very a, utilitarian. I have a question. You can tell me if this makes me a dumbass. In just because of the construction of some of these links, I know it's not a one-one comparison, but it reminds me of the bracelet on this icon automatic, which I'm understanding is also the type of bracelet they used on that um uh, on the AP, right? Do you get that vibe, or am I, or am I looking at a different watch? You mean in the sense that it's it almost looks like totally integrated? totally integrated and it just it, it's a lot of square links and from afar you can kind of see it but then when you get up close you see like how the link construction is it just looks super comfortable actually you know? yeah and back in the day when back in the day when seiko made bracelets you know take the z199 for example the, i mean this is no z199 but if you if you take a look at the sides of the links here you're gonna see a lot of little detail there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of polished edges that you'll find. Yeah. A lot of times they'll they'll have um, beveling on the sides of each individual link. Um, there was there was a lot of time and attention put into the way they made bracelets back in the day, and I think I think this one is a pretty good example. I wish I wish <clears throat> I knew the exact reference of the bracelet because I'm sure people people get nutty about these. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But there's a there's a, a there's a whole family of um, gold plated um, digital Seiko watches that you can get for not much money. Um, there's even I just want to make sure I get the reference right. You know, even if you look at the the seven A two eight, you know, mm -hmm. quartz chronographs, you can even find those that are gold plated and they go obviously so they go for less than the the steel versions with the black um with the black dial or whatever right people people want to have that sportier almost you know almost royal oak kind of look um mm. but yeah that's uh that's I, I would if somebody wanted to think uh you know slightly out of the box you know in terms of a vintage watch that's not hard to acquire with some kind of gold in it I, I would i would i would tell them to look for look at the uh vintage uh seiko digital world totally yeah this, this is something i didn't even honestly even think of that's yeah. so cool yeah i would love to man i'm not gonna spend 52 bucks on this. i'm look, I've, look okay we are looking at the same one i was gonna say i, I see it here it's 50 bucks man or 52 bucks <laughs> i know it's 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 a great deal but I, I, just, love I don't need the, it right now. I love the clasp, the, the the stamp it has on there. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Hold on. My cat's playing with the bag of glass. Get out of here. Come on. Come on. It's going to hurt you. I have a bag of broken glass under my desk. 
Why? It's from my, we- it's from my wedding. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the glass that I stomped on ah, my wedding. Okay, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was like a superstition thing. No. <laughs> like the, like the waving cat that restaurants put in the front. I don't even know what that's no, about. No, no, no. Uh, it's the, the glass I stomped on my wedding. I need to, um, I need to get the pieces and put them into this, um, th- th- this, this piece of Judaica and then hang it on my door. It's like, it's like a, it's like a thing. You hang it on the door. You put it in what's called a mezuzah, and you hang it on your door, and you're supposed to like kiss it when you walk in. It's it's like a it's That's like a so cultural cool. good luck thing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's why the, the 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 glass that we chose, we chose it in like really cool like fun colors, and so that way when you put it in the thing, it's like it's really cool. And right now my cat's trying to trying to fucking slice her face on it, so I don't want her to get into that. I mean, it's also my fault for not. I got married almost a year ago, and still <laughs> the glass pieces are still just sitting in the bag. It's just so. what we do, man. It's what, what it is. Do. It's what it is, man. But this is a pretty cool watch. I'm happy you brought this one up. H Seiko H four six one five zero zero nine. Yeah. Where's this seller based out of? Says, oh, Palm Coast. That's right. We were talking about yeah. that. Palm Coast, yeah, Florida. That's, that's the one. A stones. A stones throw. Stones throw away. <laughs> Very cool. Should I talk about my last one? Last one's a fun one. Yeah. Close yours out. So this isn't necessarily gold plating on the case. This isn't necessarily a precious stone dial. This is gold plating on a movement, but not just any movement. This is the only, um, and there's kind of, I guess, some some debate on this, uh, the only uh, chronometer certified movement that Russia ever made. It is the Vostok, or, or chronometer style. Um, it is the Vostok 2809, Vostok 2809, and it is based off of the um, Zenith 135, which is why it's chronometer style. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a movement that uh, was made for a little bit. It's um, it's based off the Zenith caliber 135. I'm unsure if they purchased the rights or if they stole them. They probably just stole them. Um, that's just something that, that kind of happened, like with the Paul Jot signal. The Paul Jot signal is based off an age age shield. I can't even say the name, uh, like one four five or something like that. But um, this is a really cool watch because it was specifically used for a watch called the Vostok Precision. And so some of the Vostok Precisions had gold plated two eight zero nine movements. Now the reason the Vostok Precision is fucking super cool is that this is the inspiration for what we know now as the Vostok Classica. Um, the Vostok Classica is a modern dress watch um, version that Vostok is making now. You can get it on Marinom. It's powered by the, oh god, 2409, the Vostok 2409. Originally, these watches, the watches look basically the same uh, now, except the second hands on the original um, Vostok Precision is a really cool, like, pointy arrow. It's like a red pointy arrow. It's very, very cool. Um, but those original ones had this 2809 caliber, and... Not all of the movements were gold-plated, but some of them were gold-plated. Um, I'm looking at one right now on eBay, 130 bucks, and it looks really good. It looks really clean. The hands look right. Movement looks cool. The case back looks right. Not a bad-looking watch at all. So um, this is a really, really fun one. Um, just be weary, though, of um, you know spotting Frankens and things like that. Uh, it's As a usual. fun... As usual, yeah. So exercise proper caution like that. We'll put some links into the um, USSR time uh, post as references because um, the, the the current owner of the Mark Gordon collection has really good uh, references up there. So 
It's a really cool watch. What I would love to do is get our hands on a Vostok Classica and a Vostok um, Vintage uh, Precision and like have them side by side. We have um, a Vostok Classica in right now from a from a user. Um, uh, shout out to yeah Tridium Balls who sent this over our way. Um, I think this is something I'm going to be reviewing, and then maybe we'll be doing something with it. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll maybe we'll you know do something cool with it. Who knows? Nice. Who knows, man? But yeah, so I thought this was a really, really fun watch because uh, it's it's one of those things where I, I feel like it's easy to forget the 2809 caliber exists. I often forget it, it it exists sometimes. The really sad thing is, though, that they would, these move, the movement was copied really, really well, and it's, it really is a well-made movement, and obviously, you know, chronometer, all that bullshit. They just couldn't really get case construction and dial construction to be on, like, the same quote-unquote level as as the movement, so... But it's a really fun segment of Vostok. You know, anything. If you're looking for a Vostok watch that's outside of the Commander Ski and Amphibia world or anything like that, definitely take a look at these um, Vostok Precisions. If you just Google Vostok Precision two eight zero nine, this is what's going to pop up. So, um, and if you buy this hundred, this one for one hundred thirty dollars, just send it to me. I want it. <laughs> Give it. Give it to Kaz. But yeah, no. So that's the last one. Um, did a bit, a bit of a thing outside the box. Uh, the gold plating. I don't know if the gold plating served a purpose for the accuracy of the watch or if they just did it to be cool because it's a solid case back. So I don't know why you would gold plate it. You know what some, I'm saying? I mean, some people, some people, I, I think a lot of those older Seamaster DeVille's, they tried to put like the red copper. gold plating or copper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a. Well, doesn't it help with the, with, with, with corrosion? Isn't gold anti-corrosive? I don't know anything about gold. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, gold doesn't oxidize, so it holds its luster forever. That's why if you find buried treasure in the ocean, it's still going to look fucking shiny and new. Really? I mean, wouldn't you use platinum instead? Did they have the means to make platinum? Back I then? don't know. I don't know. But gold is pretty soft, and it gets, uh, gets kind of dull after. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, if, if someone does know, if someone's smarter than us, which is basically every single one of you people listening to the show, <laughs> or at least smarter than me, Michael's the smart one here. If you're smarter than me, let us know what's up, because I'm not like a platinumologist. I'm not really sure how that works, but I mean, wow. curious. Curious to why they would gold plate. Because um, the thing is, some of these 2809s are gold plated, and some of them are not. So, um, definitely pretty cool. But yeah, we'll put up some reference images um, for this 2809. I might pick one up soon um just because they've been on my radar recently with the um with the the vostok classica coming out and everything but but yeah what's what's your what's your last pick you say that i'm smart but i'm completely lost for my last pick i don't know about that what is something it? i've never heard of that i just happened upon when i was researching this i had another i had another swiss one in my back pocket but okay. i think i'm going to talk about this one because just because i'm so curious and i've never heard i've never heard about this you know, we, we hear about a lot of different sublines, but that are really culty for Seiko collectors, like King Seiko, for example. Right. Um, right. You know, obviously like Grand Seiko. Isn't Lord Marvel a thing too, Lord Marvel? Yeah, yeah. So this, and you can, I want you to pull up eBay and see if, okay. see if you successfully pull this up. Because when I tell you the name, <clears throat> I, th I think you'll understand why it can be hard to find. Okay. This appears to be a series. Um, I think it's 60s. And it's just called Seiko Crown. 
Oh, that, that, okay, let's see here. Uh, getting a lot of Seiko crowns, like like, <laughs> like movement crowns. <laughs> right, right. Um, this is apparently a subfamily that is just called Seiko crown. And you yeah. can find them, you can find them with um, these nice little stylized dials where the, where the N at the end of crown sort of loops back and goes back into the S on Seiko. Oh, cool. If you've if you've pulled it up yet, let me know. You might have to type in Seiko Crown. I'm just gonna Google Seiko Crown. I say, oh, wait, oh, is there an eBay listing you're seeing? <clears throat> yeah, try to try to try to look for look for it on eBay. Seiko Crown 1960 gold plated watch. See if that'll pull it up. Enhancer. <laughs> Let's see here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, manual 35 millimeter. Yeah. <clears throat> see this one what is that oh wait isn't this oh no i'm based in california uh seiko crown i don't know if these are are these real because i feel like I've, i see listings like this all the time and they're because it's so expensive it's pretty expensive i've seen i've this <clears throat> one looks very very new which is odd but I've yeah. also I've also seen I've also seen um like models that are definitely sixties. There's there are some thirty-four millimeter versions and those have the stylized Seiko Crown logo. I would just I, I'm curious about what it actually is. Maybe they are fake. The movement the movement says Seikosha. I've never seen that. Seikosha? What does that mean? I'm not really sure. We need our resident Seiko experts to. <laughs> to Eric, Strick Eric Strickland, I'm looking. I'm looking at you, man. Hold on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> let me Google the Seiko crown. Yeah. Gold plated watch. But uh, the listings that I've found are they hover around um, the thousand dollar range. I've also seen some older auctions that mm -hmm. are you know between nine fifty and a thousand. So you can probably you can probably offer for below asking and, and get away with these. Uh, these are all also apparently manually wound. Interesting. Which I I'm not sure is very common for Seiko. All the stuff I'm seeing online is from the same seller. Hmm. What the fuck, dude? I'm so I'm I'm just I, I had so many plans to do today. Now I'm gonna spend the rest of it fucking doing this shit. <laughs> trying to trying to figure out what the hell this watch is. This is. I, it, I think it's some kind. I think it's it's some kind of sub collection, sort of like King Seiko or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. The Seiko five, the five fifty. I found a I found a Reddit thread it says it, it's calling it the five fifty movement nineteen sixty one. Yeah, I think I think these are real. Wow, I think these are real. And if you do some digging, you can you can find them both with and without the gold the gold plating i just That's really interesting i've never I, seen these have you seen that that seiko crown you know little word mark with the swoopy like n going back there let me see it's really really cool <laughs> i'm i'm not uh, i'm not necessarily a font nerd but uh <laughs> but that that looks really attractive and i've never seen any kind of seiko like this these are really interesting. Yeah, if anyone has any insight, definitely. I think I'm hearing what's up. 
Yeah, I think I'll link specifically to this uh, this Reddit thread because this these, guy seems to have found a really nice example. These look so like the ones that I'm seeing from the same seller in fucking Beverly Hills. These all look so new. Yeah, those are a little odd. Those yeah. are those are strangely like NOS. <laughs> it actually in, is International Vintage Watch Company, Beverly Hills, California, the finest and most varied selection of vintage watches in the world. Classic pre-owned collectible timepieces from Beverly Hills. Hundred percent, hundred percent positive feedback. Eleven over eleven thousand transactions. I don't know. And on on that one specifically, those hands all, almost have a Grand Seiko vibe to them. They do. They they, they uh, the ends are sort of like dolphin esque, but the rest of yeah. it's very it's finessed very differently. So it's sort of like a faceted dagger. You know, yeah. it looks really really cool. Faceted dagger would, is also a great band name. <laughs> I would I would hope for this to be to be real. Is it normal um, for for Stakos from the sixties to have screwed lugs or drilled lugs? That's a good it's, question. It's lugs are I've, I've never seen that. That's a good question. Drilled, uh, drilled lugs on a gold-plated watch from Seiko. Very strange. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not seeing anything that leads me to believe that they're that they're fake. I, I just we, we just knew we just never seen them before. So and and you said that that thread looks pretty authoritative. So yeah, super interested in anyone's insight that that you would have on this piece. Definitely. On the more expensive side of the whole affordable mm -hmm. vintage watch thing, um, yeah. But as as stuff like King Seiko, you know, keeps climbing up, who knows? This this might be another little the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, we could be totally wrong. Also, and these could be just all fake and weird. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, super interested to hear anyone's insight. If you got any, um, if you have any information on these pieces, I think it'd just be super cool because I. I I feel like I might have seen these in passing, but I didn't really like. I don't know. I didn't didn't really like clock them. Super cool though. Those are my three picks. So we had a lot of really really fun stuff. Um, those uh, gold plated Russian watches, anything with the AU10 or AU20 stamp. You talked about the um, uh, those Omega uh, uh, Deville Seamaster Deville. Some of them have like the the, the gold plating. I, it's gold plating, right? On those. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, then you talked about that really, really cool Seiko uh, H4615009, that gold-plated um, analog digital watch. Really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked about Raketa stone dials. Really, really interesting to see Raketa, um, Soviet Raketa, kind of honoring their gem manufacturing, gem processing past. I don't think we see that from modern Raketa. Modern Raketa is a whole other thing. Um, uh, so, I mean, it could be interesting, maybe one day, but I doubt it. Um, and then, uh, obviously, this really interesting Seiko Seiko crown. If anyone has any inside information on this, totally let us know what's up. And then um, we talked about we, we talked about the uh, Vostok Precision two eight zero nine gold plated movement. Um, obviously, these are not the only uh, interesting gold plated or exotic material affordable vintage watches of note. I'm sure there's stuff that we totally just didn't have time to cover at all. But if there's anything that you guys want to add to this list, just throw it in the discussion, you know, email us, comment on the um, Instagram show graphic or on the uh, website post when this goes up. Really looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts and the choices that we had. Really also want to hear your guys' choices because that's how I, that's how I learn anything. It's from it's from you guys. It's basically it's the best part of doing the show. It's it is. This is basically a sh this is not a show where Michael and I talk about our genitals for an hour and a half and entertain you. This is a show where Michael and I talk about genitals and then you tell us things, and educate us. So it's. <laughs> 
Right. This is this is the most education um, I've ever gotten. I, I I was talking to someone and they were like, and I, I work with them a lot. And they're like, oh man, I bet you're a really good student in school. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was a very bad student. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Blah blah blah. I've learned all. I've learned on this show from you guys a lot. So really interested in hearing your thoughts on the choices we had, hearing your picks, hearing any insight on the picks that um that you know we shared. So if you know about the Sega Crown, definitely let, know, uh, let us know what's up. Really excited to see what Michael chooses for his watch fast. Uh, and then I gotta start thinking about what I'm gonna fucking watch fast with. Maybe I'll watch fast with this Cassio Wave Scepter. Um, this thing is fucking cool. Uh, that would be nice. This would be a rest. Actually, maybe, 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 maybe I'll do that. It'll be a, it'll be a boring month on the tube of watch not Instagram feed, seeing the same watch every day. Um, well, I, mean, I guess they don't have to all be wrist shots, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, but uh, let me see here. Um, really excited to see what you choose for your for your uh, for your watch fest. Um, really do appreciate everyone, um, you know, commenting on the Instagram and then emailing us. We are working through our backlog of emails, so if you emailed us and you haven't heard from us uh, yet, we've we've one hundred percent guaranteed seen your email. We're just writing back to people in the order that they write to us in. So right now we're just kind of doing that um, uh, as quickly as we can. So really do appreciate everyone's patience with that. <clears throat> also, if we made you laugh, if you had a good time listening to the show, if you were marginally entertained by the shenanigans and vintage watch talkery that went on today, please consider going and checking out our Patreon page. Uh, you can go and check out sort of how we want to grow the show, and then um, you can also have the opportunity to uh, become a patron and donate money to the show. I think you can just don donate a little to a dollar. I mean, honestly, I, we're, we're super happy to, and just honored to receive anything from people who like the show this much but the main reason you should go not the money not, not, not any, any of the bullshit there are more podcast episodes on the patreon only available through patreon for free we do our sister our sort of sister show called the two book watch now's patreon special that was the best name we came up with we spent a month coming up with that name i think yeah. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go and check that out there's four episodes right now <clears throat> we're planning on doing more if you have any questions on how Patreon funds are used, please totally feel free to ask because I want to be as transparent as I can with all those things. And the Patreon right now is like the main thing that we're using to grow the show. Although there have been instances where we do work with brands that we're like super into for like a sponsored slot or some kind of like promotion like that they pay for on the show. We're always like super clear when that in those instances when, when it does happen. That's not the main thing we're really trying to do with the show. We want to be, I mean, just sustained by people who listen to the show because then we'll always have your best interests in mind. Like, if we have your best interests in mind, we'll always be doing stuff for the listeners, right? Is that like an accurate assessment? <clears throat> yes. Yes, 100%. So, <clears throat> so that's the goal. I'm choking right now. I, I, I had a Twix for breakfast, so I'm choking on some nougat, which is very, very like infantilizing to choke on nougat. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not <laughs> the experience that I wanted when I ate this delicious Twix bar. I don't want to choke on it. I wanted to eat it, digest it, and be done with it. But here I am dying on it. So um, go and check out the Patreon page. If you have any questions, please let us know what's up. We're really close to our goal of 100 patrons, which is super exciting because then we're going to open up a new rewards tier where basically every month or every week, I forget, we just do a Skype call with people who um, are certain uh, Patreon uh, like like level patrons, and we just talk shit, hang out, do all that kind of cool stuff. Also, keep an eye out for the um, TBW's Coffee Big live streams. Um, I'll probably be doing those, I think, solo, just because our schedules are getting crazy. So that's just might be how it works out. I'm not too sure. Uh, still trying to figure out how I can get it on YouTube. That's just a matter of me figuring out 
how to get it on YouTube. But otherwise, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but let me see. Is there anything I'm forgetting? I'm, I feel like I'm very scatterbrained. I haven't had breakfast. Uh, unless you count that Twix. I'm choking on. I think we're good. You think we're good? Is it time? Is it that sad? Is it that sad time to go back to reality? It is, because I gotta go pee pee. Just go. Just go in your pants like the Starcraft days, dude. <laughs> or just pee in a Mountain Dew bottle. Well, finish the Mountain Dew first, then pee in the Mountain Dew bottle. I've also never had Mountain Dew in my whole life. Oh my god, you've never eaten Doritos, drank Mountain Dew, and played Dungeons and Dragons in the dark? No. Oh my god, Michael. I wish no. I wish I could I wish I could change that. But here, I'll let you go to the to your bladder. You start, I'll jump in. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz, Shadow Hide You. You've been listening to Two Broke Watch Stops. Later.